Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 30 of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl. My name is Dave, and sitting across the table, as always, to wax poetic about this week's episode. Welcome, Wayne. Waxing poetic, that's, that's, that's a challenge there. Now I have to think about what I say before I say it. That's going to be unusual for me. Well, poetry covers a lot of, uh, a lot of different areas. So uh, anyway, how you been? Long, long time no see. Yeah, it's been you know a couple hours at least. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're we're uh, this is kind of strange. Not that we haven't done this before. I'm not sure how that sounds. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about recording in the daylight. You know, I feel like yeah. like my the vampire in me doesn't you know really quite want to do this. It's something about the darkness. I got you. I agree with you. It's, it seems a little a little stranger uh, coming here in the daytime and everything. It is. And the Sprite sitting on my table right, yeah, instead yeah, yeah, of a, you know, some little, sort of a little micro brew or, <laughs> right. yeah, or I whatever. I got my water here. So. Yeah, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, here we are to talk about episode five of season three. Uh, so, well, the good thing actually is that you know I don't have to pick anyone up from hockey in like an hour and a half, so yeah, of course I won't be. You know, but, but I do. Bullets. <laughs> I don't have to pick anybody up from hockey, but I do have to pick somebody up. So, um, but anyway, what have you been watching? Well, normal stuff, you know, supernatural. And I was telling you before how annoyed I'm getting with the ACC because they're the college basketball games on the CW are kind of bleeding over into supernatural, and so the last couple episodes I had to watch online. Which is, I mean, it's fine, but you know, and the good kudos to the CW for putting up the shows. Like, they do it pretty quickly. Yeah, like so, if you know, Supernatural gets preempted, I don't have to wait eight days uh, like other stations do to to see it. You know, I can just go to the CW's website straight away and, and watch the show. So, um, again, once again, you know, the CW displaying their awesomeness. Yeah, well, we got some good CW news when we get to that. Uh, you know, Arrow. I- Certainly been watching. When you called me last night, I was watching uh, watching Arrow. Started season three of Andromeda, and, and the interesting thing about Andromeda, you know, Robert Hewitt Wolf, who is kind of the creative mind behind Andromeda, left after season two over creative differences. I guess the, that the powers that be wanted him to take certain characters in certain directions. He didn't want to do that, so he left. So there's a whole school of thought that the show goes downhill after season two, but. You know, it it made it to season five, twenty two episode seasons each, and you know all the all the ratings I've seen, the fans at least liked it. Yeah, that's always you know kind of a uh, a, a difficult time when you got, especially the guy who created the show, you know, suddenly leaves, and people are like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? I mean, Supernatural, that's happened twice now. The showrunner has you know moved on. You know, Eric Kripke was there for the first five seasons i believe right and they tried to bring it to a close and right and then uh, as you know, we said before they just you know they kept it going and uh so he's he still is attached to it i think somebody's like a, a you know executive producer what whatever that is mm-hmm. probably just a he stops by every you know every month or so just to mm-hmm. poke his head in shake some hands or something but uh and then they had uh, like two other people I can't remember their names again, but that took over for the next couple of years, and now they're on their third set of showrunners for uh, season eight here. Um, 
So, you know, Supernatural is one of those shows that just keeps rolling despite, you yeah. know, anything, you know. And it's it's great. You know, like I was watching it last night. I'm like, you know what? Eight seasons in, and this show is still freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, like there's, it's, uh, I, I was a little concerned at the beginning of this season because, you know, like they always have like Sam and Dean, like they get in their tiffs and then they're, they're off on their own and they're never as good alone as they are together. Now they're, they're back, you know, fighting demons together and it's awesome again. You know, I think yeah. that's a big part. Well, of you know, we got this big television, I'll call it a television Bible. It's one of these, you know, big books that's like four inches thick that, you know, pretty much goes down every TV show, you know, when it was on, how many seasons it was on. They had a chart in the back and, and it's really, you see how few shows, I mean, number one, make it past the first season, but let alone make it through eight seasons. And, you know, that's, Certainly a testament to it. Uh, now, we mentioned, did you end up watching Zero Hour? Uh, I didn't watch it last night. I, I called Dave and said, hey, man, you know, like Zero Hour, the pod's on tonight. You know, you want to watch and talk about it? And he's like, eh, you know. Like, well, no, you know. that's not Well, good. no, yeah. just like, you know, like just, you know, we got other things going on. It was a last minute thing. So I didn't end up watching it last right. night. Right, okay. But but I think it's definitely from the pre, you know, from what we've read about it, because this is the C, the series pre uh, premiere that it looks like something we might like. So we'll certainly have something to say about it, I would think, next time. Well, yeah, definitely by next time. I think. But, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I forgot to mention that what, as what I'm watching now, I'm you know, firmly into being human now, uh, the British one, as, uh, as you probably imagine would happen when we started watching the pilot. And the, that show is really, really good. That's, yeah. a, that, that's a great show. So And, and a lot of, uh, as per our top 10 list, there's a lot of guest stars in there but that are really good. Uh, you know, a lot of Doctor Who crossovers, but uh, as I started compiling my my top ten list, I I got up to like fourteen, and I'm like, I think I should probably just stop at this point. Mm-hmm. So uh, so right. you know, for all those people who are uh, guest stars on um on Being Human, I you know I I appreciate your work. It's just uh, there's only so many lines on the piece of notebook paper. Yep. Can't hit them all. So all right, well, why don't we do some news? Let's do it. Ironically, just as Wayne and I were set to review the pilot episode, the current series, of course, you probably don't believe us because we've been saying this for like two months, but (laughs) the current series of the Supernatural BBC Three show, Being Human, will be its last. The news was confirmed by the BBC in a statement that praised the show's exceptional actors and storylines, adding philosophically that all good things come to an end. Series 5 debuted February 3rd, so I guess you just saw the third episode of the final season. No, I, I'm actually just starting season 3 right okay. now. So. And fans who've stayed the course will recognize that the story arc of the final six episodes is preparing for an apocalyptic climax. Well, that was uh, – okay, sorry. All right. All right. I'm covering my ears right now, so, so you guys yeah. can listen if you want. Typical bad news. All right, well, this one you – know, the next couple are, I think, more upbeat, so – Hopefully Ryan Gosling has been carefully watching his Doctor Who DVD collection after casting Matt Smith in his new film. So Gosling's been developing for some time his first feature directorial project, a fantasy adventure by the name of How to Catch a Monster. The project involves a city that's vanishing and a mysterious world. And given the title of the film, we shouldn't be surprised that Gosling has recruited someone with a little bit of experience in monster catching. So... Variety's reporting that Smith is set to star alongside Christina Hendricks and Eva Mendez in the movie. And in fact, Matt Smith himself has recently done some directing short feature by the name of 
I believe it's Car G's, but I, I don't know that for sure, that's set to be screened on Sky. Wow. I mean, you had me at Matt Smith, and then you said you once said Christina Hendricks. Okay. And uh, so I would like want to see that movie right now. All right. Now, we've also known uh, for some time that David Bradley, Brian Cox, Jessica Rain, and Sasha Dwan are to respectively take on the roles of William Hartnell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, and Waris Hussein in the forthcoming Doctor Who drama An Adventure in Space and Time. Joining them in the role of Carol Ann Ford is newcomer Claudia Grant. Now, these are all, you know, from the the first incarnation of Doctor Who, right? The uh, right. first the, 26 original, yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, by our reckoning, that leaves the actors behind William Russell, Jacqueline Hill, still to be announced. And uh, that news should be coming fairly soon. Filming on the dramas now, uh, you know, well underway and has been uh, taking place in the lobby of the BBC Television Center. And you can actually see some on-set pictures and uh, I believe it's on the BBC America site. So, so Brian Cox was in uh, Doctor Who. Brian Cox. Yeah, that was one of the names you said, right? No. Oh, oh, right. No, no, no. He's gonna he's gonna portray oh, because a couple of the okay. doctors are right. dead. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right. Well, so they're getting they're getting maybe you know, difficult to, to right. get William Hartnell back right. for this one. All right. Now, uh, last bit of news. All right, back to our our friends the CW. So they've renewed Vampire Diaries, Arrow. And supernatural. Awesome. Woohoo. Well, now, yeah, uh, quote, we said last year that one of our goals was to establish building blocks to grow on. And now with our hit Arrow and fan favorite Supernatural on Wednesday night and the continued success of the Vampire Diaries on Thursday, we've been able to do that, said Mark Petowitz, president of the CW. Not only do Arrow, Supernatural, and Vampire Diaries perform well on air, they're also extremely successful for us both digitally and socially. And I'm thrilled to have all three shows return to our schedule next season. So Vampire Diaries is going to be in its fifth season and hit that 100-episode mark that we talked about, you know, with Fringe, that once you get to the 100 mark, it's easier, much easier to syndicate. Arrow is going to return for its second season and Supernatural, ninth. All right, so Vampire Diaries has proven to be one of the CW's most reliable and buzzed-about scripted shows in its Fourth season, starring Nina Dobrev, Ian Somerhalder, or Paul Wesley, uh, viewers have hovered around 2.85 million, and Vampire Diaries also significance is not lost on the network because it's also become the launching pad for new shows like Secret Circle, Beauty and the Beast. So, looking good on the CW. Yeah, and you know, especially the the whole bit about the the digital and and everything. social I mean, social. I mean, that's that's. They get it, right? The CW yeah. is at, at least seems to be a station that gets it. It's not just the the old school ratings that determine a show's success, and and uh, that's you know it's a big thing with with the, as the new media that obviously with the DVR traditional television is kind of going out the window, you right. know, and so um, and unfortunately the especially the big three I think still look at just traditional Nielsen ratings. They're that, dinosaurs. That, that's all that determines a show's success. Um, you know, except Fox, though, got, like we, we've mentioned, giving props to Fox about Fringe and, and looking beyond just tra- traditional ratings and giving Fringe that fourth and fifth season, yeah. in large part based on looking at how popular it is in through social media and everything. Yeah, and in a way, moving it to Friday night, you know, we, we talked at the time moving it to the Friday night death slot, but 
you know, people work, you know, and the shows we, you know, I mean, Arrow is at eight o'clock, but that's almost the exception. Most of our shows are at either nine or 10 and, you know, Friday night for most of us is, you know, not a work night. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's good. So good news. All right. Um, Next segment is, of course, Wayne and Project X. All right, Project X this week. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Bacchus, the Roman god of wine and intoxication. Uh, you know, the, the Roman version of the, the Greek god Dionysus. Um, so a couple of things. I mean, we, you know, most people know or are at least vaguely familiar with, uh, with Dionysus and Bacchus and, and associate them with wine. That's what I was actually watching Lost Girl. I'm, I didn't really see much wine. You know, there's a lot – oh, the sex part was there obviously but uh, not the wine. Um, so the uh, – you know, but the sex part also is just the, the cult of Bacchus that uh, – or the, in the cult of Dionysus that came up around this god – was you know again a cult so there was like not it's like secret membership and uh when the the people would uh you know is involved in freeing from all restraints and you know kind of doing what they wanted as uh as livy said uh quoted uh the the cult was to regard nothing as impious or criminal was the sum total of their religion so it was you know they'd go out and just do it all now uh, obviously, uh, a cult like this, where you know it seems a little subversive, and as any, I guess, cult would be. So the uh, the Romans actually outlawed the cult of uh, Bacchus, and all Bacchanalias were outlawed in 186 BC. Okay, and, and, well, you know, it's also interesting. We were talking a little bit before we went on the air about you know that you know up to this point, I mean, is is there a Fay, or is there some sort of mythological character, or is this from traditional mythology? And it, 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 there's not really, you know. So, so was Roman the Bacchus, the Dionysus? Well, yeah, because he I mean, says, "I am a Bacchus," right. right? As if there's there's many others. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that that begs the question: like, have we really? I mean, here's like, I think, you know. If anyone out there, you can correct me from. Please correct me if I'm wrong and give us some feedback. Mm. But yeah, you know, we we don't think we've had like a quote unquote god on Lost Girl before. We you know uh, we've had you know creatures from Greek and Roman mythology, but we haven't had an actual right. and even god. from like other mythologies too, right? I right, mean, right, right, yeah. yeah. From yeah, from mythologies across the world. Um, this is the first time I think we have an, an actual god coming down. So, um, but but yeah, but he's not. The Bacchus, he's he's a right, which Bacchus. which I don't know that we've you know there's any e- even in the mythology whether there's evidence of that, but right. and that's neither here nor there because I really liked you know how they used this and how they brought all these different you know sure. elements in. And then you know one thing that I found about Bacchus also that he was would hold a a fennel staff that was tipped with a pine cone called a a thrysis. and. Um, so, you know, that's what, you know, the little dildo he's holding right. <laughs> pretty much the whole way. Right. Well, you know, that, that was an actual thing. That's from, you know, the, the actual God is always portrayed with this as well. It's a, I, and I say the dildo kind of mockingly, but it is obviously a phallic right. 
instrument, and even back in the day, it was supposed to you know, suggest. And certainly, um, sexuality has always been a big part. Like the Dionysian Festival, at first was really um, they, they perform plays. You know that they go crazy and go watch a play. Right. It was and so all these ancient Greek plays that are, um, you know, like Oedipus Rex and whatnot were part of this whole week-long festival, and then there was, you know, like, you know, Euripides was a big winner from that. He, he was one of the... Right, you know, and we had the play, the the Bacchia, which sometimes also known as the Bacchants, and, and in that, you know, they call it, they refer to it as the fennel wand, like you mentioned, right. and, uh, you know, just like you said, I mean, it's all, in, in the play, it all goes around, you know, the Dionysus has been disrespected, so, uh, you know, he has all the women losing control, and, of course, you know, uh, Pentheus is horrified and tries to fight the god, and as yeah. often happens, I fought the god, and the, and the god won. And the god yeah. won. Well, and you know, honestly, when you look at this and you say, well, you know, if you want to be respected as a god, you can't go carrying around the penis in your hand. No, you know? it's like that's people look at that and they don't take you seriously. Yeah. But I did really like, you know, I like I said, I did like the fact that they brought it in, and then the name, you know, his name, or at least what Dyson calls him. Yeah, he calls him uh, Roman Tiresias, and so Tiresias actually, um, you know, I had him in at the when when you mentioned that as I had mentioned Tiresias, and but I was just gonna, from what I knew without looking up anything about the uh, Tiresias is that he was the the blind prophet in the Oedipus uh, cycle, um, basically to come in and give the bad news to the king all the time, and they, and they always disregard what he says completely, and and are unhappier for that. But then you'd say, well, there's, a, you know, like, oh, he'd been turned into a woman. I was like, what? So I went and checked out, and yes, indeed, that uh, Tiresias of mythology apparently uh, one day was out walking along, saw two snakes having sex, uh, gave him a little whack with his walking stick, and Hera was, uh, for some reason, was perturbed at that, and so she turned him into a woman for seven years. Uh, and he actually, in one story, he was, well, she got married, uh, had children, including a son named Manto. So we have a Manta here that uh, you know Bacchus is mating with, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, so there's a tie-in there. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in the episode recap a little bit. But yeah, the, right. the change and, of sexuality, at least. Right. Yeah, and then and then uh, so you know apparently. Uh, uh, when actually in one version, I guess he's he's a very famous prostitute as well. So, or she, I'm sorry, is, uh, and then uh, apparently the, uh, the she once again is walking and sees the two snakes going at it, and uh, either in one story I guess leaves them alone, and then is made a man again, or uh, in the other one she crushes them <laughs> and is and is released from from the punishment, or not, you know, punishment. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be, I don't know. Worse things than be turning into a woman for for a while, um, but uh, but anyway. So you know, I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah. So and then there's also another story about Teresius, how he became blind because in the Oedipus cycle he's blind. Um, apparently, Hera and Zeus are arguing about who enjoys sex more, and Zeus says women do. Uh, Hera says men do. Um, they asked Teresius and, you know, Teresius obviously is like, oh, seriously, <laughs> you know, like kind of like, you know, Paris with the apple of discord, you know, like what, what, what decision do you make here? You got two gods, you know, you have, who do you agree with? Um, so he agreed with Zeus 
that uh, that women enjoy sex more, which is patently untrue. Uh, you know, he must be out of his mind to say that. Uh, he actually claimed that uh, out of ten parts enjoyment, men enjoy it one, <laughs> and that's like, what are you kidding me? So, anyway, so uh, but uh, you know, here it takes umbrage at that and and makes him blind, and Zeus feels bad because you know he agreed with him, and that's what got him in trouble. So he gives him the power of foresight, which actually does not really much of a gift as it turns out because you know it caused him a lot of grief so that's Theresius there in a nutshell all right take a look at tonight's episode episode three uh, episode five of season three phase wide shut Written by? Written by Jeremy Boxen, who's done a lot of excellent episodes, too numerous to name. Well, they're not probably, but I don't feel like writing them down. And directed by George Mihalka. Yeah, I think this might be his first uh, directorship, director, directorial. (laughs) I think it's the first time he directed uh, Lost Girl. Right. But uh, (laughs) like you said, Jeremy Boxen's done several. So uh, now I got to tell you, I, I, I like this episode. So you probably are lukewarm since I'm, we always yeah, seem to disagree. Okay. Um, but, you know, initially, I, I guess my you know, the overwhelming theme seemed to be the, you know, the crumbling relationship between Bo and Kenzie and Bo's gradual inability to control her powers. But, you know, the more you think about it, the whole thing with Kenzie, you know, which we'll talk about, obviously, I think emanates yeah. from another another place. Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by that. So, but well, we'll get to that. All right, fact, so, it's not Kenzie. I mean, we can, we can throw well, it out there. Well, People well, have probably already seen. Hopefully, they've already seen it. Because if if you had, if you listen to this, you haven't seen the episode. Well, yeah, stop right now yeah. and go watch the episode. Well, I but think that goes without know, saying. Obviously, it's not Kenzie, right? Right. And you know, I for me, like Ray, right the start we you know before we said we we're going to do the top ten list of of uh, guest stars in, in sci-fi. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, we do a top ten list of top ten ways Kenzie's totally not yeah, herself. But see, but you see know? I, again, going back through it, I mean, I guess I would disagree somewhat. And so, anyway, okay. Opening scene. So we see Bo and Lauren at the doll, looking for a prospective mate for Bo because we've all, you know, we established last time that Bo's going to need more than Lauren. Uh, attractive girl walks by, and they both turn and look and say, "Her." her. Yeah. And, and like I was saying to you, it almost looked like. Uh, uh, the girl that plays Laurel Lance in Arrow. Well, mm-hmm. she did look like her, but oh yeah, she does look a little bit yeah, like her. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and again here, like the whole thing, like the first two that uh, that Bo points out, Lauren like kind of says no, right, right. So I'm almost like, listen, and the first Lauren, one was a guy, right, right. Yeah. yeah. See, at first I was like, oh, she just, but then the second one was a girl. So right, you know, like if, this, if the second one was a guy as well, then it would, you know, maybe I would have yeah. more comment on on. Uh, Lauren, but but still, to me, it's like Lauren is. I mean, yeah, obviously, she's kind of has to be cool with it, you know, like she has to be open about this aspect of their relationship. Uh, but on the other way, she still is kind of controlling and grasping to me, it seems a little bit, and that's not an attractive quality. Reminds her, no wolf, right? See, so, that's what I'm talking about. That, 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 uh, but she does acknowledge that dating a succubus is not without its challenges. So uh, right. now, and, and one of my, you know, I mean, I've got a specific uh, 
uh, really, for later. But one of my problems with this episode is that, and I, I, you know, I admitted last time, part of my problem is I want the show to be a little more serious. uh, And, you know, arguably that's not what the show is, but there just seemed to be too many just silly lines Mm -hmm. in this episode that I just found myself several times like, really? Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of cheesy lines in this for sure that, yeah, I agree. Um, So anyway, um, all right. So then we cut to, you know, this guy coming home and looks like he's, you know, the the quintessential man home from work or business trip or whatever. And he's down and drink after drink. Pour himself a tumbler of whiskey, you know. Wife comes out in a sexy negligee. And that was okay. It wasn't like, you know, lacy or anything. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how to actually read what I wrote without, but he turns the goo all over. Her. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? And you haven't seen the X-Men movie, right? No. You haven't seen any of the, have you seen any of the X-Men movies? No. <sighs> right. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm making progress. <laughs> so in the first X-Men movie, uh, this guy, Senator Kelly is, uh, is turns to, to glue goop, uh, very, in a very similar fashion. So that's what it, it totally reminded me of. Uh, um, is that bit from, from X-Men. Okay. So Bo's getting it on with the girl from the bar. Yes, she is. Kenzie and Lauren are downstairs. Yep. Okay. Now at this point, Kenzie still seems normal. Um, I mean, I mean, she's on the internet and, and I mean, you know, I mean, it, it may be something we haven't really seen before. I mean, but where do they get their cases? I mean, sometimes, you know, yeah, uh, that, Dyson brings them. So, I mean, it just seems like at this point she seems okay. Now, but she's usually eating cereal when when Bo is upstairs having. Sex, well, that's so. true too. Uh, and, but and then it was kind of weird when you know Lauren's there as well, right? And and you know these two seem. Yeah, to be, what's Lauren doing there? It's just like I, I mean, I kind of thought that before, and then then now it's like hit me that they're not at Lauren's place, right? Because she was doing some kind Why of she, she was doing some kind of doctor yeah. something, and doesn't she have like this really cool lab? Yeah, she's got uh, stuff set up and everything. Yeah, at her place. So, right. You know, I don't know what that's all about, but but you know, Kenzie, it's like, ah, oh, I've got it. This is a great case. And then what do they do? They immediately both run upstairs to you know yeah. interrupt Bo as yeah. if you know this is nothing. Coitus interruptus. Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously Bo is less than enthused, but evil never sleeps. <laughs> True. Okay. And yeah, but. Even at this point, like I started making my list of ways that Kenzie is not herself. Because I mean, when, even the first time I watched this, I like kind of noticed it right off the bat that she's. Uh, uh, at this point, I, I wasn't thinking that it's not Kenzie. But actually, at first, I was like, it was a big WTF because Kenzie gets taken. At the end of the last oh, right. episode, we oh, saw her. Oh, gosh. How did I forget that? I don't know. Good call for bringing that up. So she gets taken at the end of the last episode, and then she's there. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I just assumed this whole episode was going to be, and I said it last mm-hmm. week, I thought this was going to be a let's go save Kenzie episode, you know? Like, they would get, like, a, a kidnapping note from the Norn. I feel so ashamed now. You should. I, I, I forgot that. Oh, so, dude. But, so, okay, so then. So, we, yeah, just the fact that she's there. Okay, but but it's, somebody to they did something like, to her and then returned her, po- right? Possibly, and uh, but you know, at first I was just like, is this just like a, a big, like, you know, mm-hmm. brain fart on the writers? Did they just insert Kenzie back in the episode as if nothing had happened and just, you know, and, and so obviously from the second I see Kenzie, I'm like, 
I'm paying much more attention to to Kenzie because I mean she's not supposed to be there. I assumed this was going to be a, you know like I said a rescue episode, and here she is just and everyone's normal about it. And so I started noticing that she's different. You know, uh, I started listing adjectives. She's sulky. She's impatient. She's possessive. She's selfish. She's manipulative. She's super manipulative. I mean, she is not <laughs> yeah. herself at all. You know, um, right. she interrupts. But when, sex. And she, of, she interrupts right. people a lot, but she never interrupts Bo when she's having no, sex. No, and 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 the line that got me thinking was, you know, uh, when Bo seemed less than enthused, surprise, surprise. You know, it's like, well, what if other humans are in danger? Don't you care about my kind? Exactly. That's the yeah. manipulative, and, and, right? And, and right, and that's one of the first. You know, then that's why I'm. And she does that a lot, and but see, at that point, I just attributed to her. I think really, you know, the whole Lauren get kind of getting. You know, in between she and Bo. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I attribute it as to something happened to her. Like, like you said, like you know, well, the no, norm, the, the, the arm, arm thing is gone. There's no arm. Yeah, yeah. The, the bandage is gone. Like, and no one notices that. So we'll bring that up in the really part again, if I remember. Um, you but, mean none of the characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so it's almost like, it? is this going to be like a, a Charlie in Fringe? Remember, like in yeah. season two, right. where it's right. like, well, the, wait a minute, Charlie is dead. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he, uh, right, the the, the shapeshifter becomes right. Charlie, right, and everything. Right. Um, so yeah, except they they ran that for a couple episodes, right? There was like, yeah. like four or five episodes. Well, it was before. one. I think they they filmed it during season one. And oh, then, that one. Oh, right, right, right. right. The, the, during season two. Okay, right. I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when they were so. showing season two and they had the episode they they showed from season one, and all of a sudden yeah. Charlie's in it. You're like, oh, wait a second, the unaired episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, there's no explanation all right, at all. all right. Well, you like, meant you mentioned about guilt. So so the guilt trip works. And Bo and Kenzie right. go visit the dead guy's wife when suddenly the mister shows up. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, so the two of them are getting into it and Kenzie seems to enjoy it, which again, you know, is my next tip off because, you know, given everything we know about, I mean, it doesn't seem like, you know, she might try to break it up, you know, if she was herself, but I don't think she'd derive pleasure from it. Yeah, and there's a couple times when she, you know, like when Bo is beating up the guards, she gets really into it as uh, uh, Kenzie is, you know, like, oh, wow, yeah, she's so, whatever, whoever she is, she obviously, you know, gets off on spreading discord. And that's the one thing I know, she she loves spreading discord. So she's probably some kind of like like a puck or something like that type face. So there's there's my prediction you mean kenzie kenzie yeah is, oh. is, is some kind of a fay that uh that enjoys um uh trouble and discord so you know? she's been kind of like robin goodfellow right uh, okay all right well might actually be right that would be awesome if she was actually the pug actually robin goodfellow that'd be that'd be sweet so in other words she's been transformed no i think i think it's it's a uh a a shapeshifter type uh, oh okay oh got it all right oh I, th- I think she has right. been captured in, in elsewhere, and and that this is some kind of of a shape shifting fae that has uh, been impersonating Kenzie badly for a, uh, a short amount of time there. Okay, well, you know, we, we've got the battling uh, the battling girls. Yeah, I and, like how they both grab each other's ponytail and start right, right. I, but, I mean, I've never really seen a girl fight. Is that what they do? Do they? Um, have you yeah, seen? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you off. 
<laughs> off mic later. Um, but, you know, but she mentions about the club and that's when we start thinking like, oh, dude, we're going to see Vex again. And, yeah. And of course right, it's right. not Vex's have, club. Are, are we there yet? Are we at, have, has it been three episodes yet? I think this is, I think we should, next episode we should expect Vex okay. back, I think is, I think this is number three. So, but yeah, I, I agree. They say it's a, it's a good club and yeah. Right, I was, right. I was and I'm thinking hoping. like, and then everything will be right in Fay land and, yeah. you know, but. Uh, I agree. I was, I'm there with you. I was, I was, I was kind of hoping that right. we'd and see Right, and then Bo gets the call from Lauren and Kenzie's pissed and, and see now that again, I wrote off to just, you know, the fact that, you know, Lauren's the third wheel as far as Kenzie's concerned, yeah, but, but Kenzie uh, no, doesn't, I know. she wouldn't do that though. She wouldn't do that. She, you know, she can be spiteful. But she's not petty, you know. Like right. she wouldn't erase, especially something important like that. You know, she wouldn't do so. Right. Um, but at this point, I I, I knew it was at at that point for sure. It's not Kenzie okay. anymore. I didn't, or that Kenzie had been really altered, like something had taken over her brain or something. Okay. So then we're still gonna then and and, and I you know. I'm I'm going with you on that one. I mean, I, I like that. Uh, whether that's your prediction or not, I mean, clearly that's a. You know, a pretty good possibility. But if true, then eventually we're going to have to get back to dealing with her arm and the Norn, and sure. and, and that's going to go with with my prediction. So, um, and, and again, we still don't know how you know Kenzie is going to deal with the fact that she's going to be pushed aside to a certain extent. True. Well, yeah. and this actually, all this. On reflection, Bo can say to herself, "Well, you know, obviously, I, I I didn't catch this. You know, this is like my best friend. I, I live with this person, and it took me a while before I figured out that something's wrong with her." Yeah, the blowing bubbles in the beer was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that's the one thing that seemed kind of Kenzie-like, though. Kenzie would probably not be blowing bubbles; she'd be more like drinking it. Right, right but I think the one, the the, the one that just solidified it for everything is when she asked trick how much she owed him for the beer. Yeah. And, and that that's, I'm going to save that for my really, but yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Okay. At, at that point, then there's no doubt. Like at that point, I'm like, Oh, that's totally, that's definitely not Kenzie. There's right. no way. Right. Cause she's got the free tab she's had since season one. So, so. why would she be surprised that he's not going to charge her for the beer? Yeah. So, all right. Well, anyway, so the a story, the procedural, whatever is, you know, we've got these humans that are dying. They're turning into a puddle of goo after attending this fancy sex club run by not Vex though. I thought we, you know, yeah, we all were thinking that's where we're going to end up. Should have been right, but Roman Tiresias, who you mentioned in, yeah. um, actually, that guy was pretty, pretty good for yeah. like, playing the like cheesy sleazeball type, guy, right? And know, they threw like, out pretty much all the incarnations of his name: Bacchus, Dionysus, Bacchia. Um, so you know, but you know, as you said, we don't need to rehash that. But he is light fay, right? Yep. Yeah, Dyson says he's light fay, so. right? And that uh, living on the edge, and and he's lost his. Ability to derive sexual pleasure because of his, you know, long history of sexual debauchery. I guess. Yeah. So I guess there you go. Do do uh, do Roman gods experience ennui? The answer is yes, they do. Yep. But that's still silly, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, not I mean not silly. I get it. You know, like because that's that's a valid point. You know, like uh, I I think probably a number of rock stars kind of get to that point as well, where they're just like, you know, at some point. Do the the sex and the drugs just not do it for yeah, you? Anymore, just desensitized right? to it all. Yeah, right. And uh, 
you know, until he mates with a manta. And again, as you <laughs> well, you just got you got that's right. When you reach that level, you got to kick it up a notch, right? Yeah, and I guess you know. Then when they show <laughs> when they show the tank and and, yeah. and uh, you know the the octopus, uh, and of course they. It, Somebody had to say the octopusy line. Yeah, right? yeah uh, that, which, is, that is inevitable. Right. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. But, but uh, you just, you know, it, it begs the question of exactly how that occurs, like physically. And that's just not an image I really want in my head. No, so I don't think so. We'll just let that one go. Right. So <laughs> it does beg that question, though. But uh, all right. So anyway, so they're going to investigate what's going on at this club. Bo tries her succubus tricks on Roman. No yeah. effect. And she's pretty, you know. Yeah, it's like, uh, you ever see like the, the Three Stooges where like, you know, someone tries to poke you in the yeah. eyes and he puts the hand up in right. front of it. He does that, you know, yeah. like that's basically, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, I can't do that to me. Yeah, and really catches her off guard because, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, human fae alike have, have succumbed to her charms. Yeah, she's never not been able to, to work that. Right, so someone. she's not going to get the information she wants out of Roman, so... Now, um, but you know, all right, here's my question about this club, because obviously with the title Phase Wide Shut, it's uh, referring to the movie Eyes. Did you ever see Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's the same thing where it has Mm -hmm. the the sex club and people dress up in costumes and- The red red robe scene was, I mean- Are there really, I mean, I guess maybe there are. I mean, there are really places where people, but you know, like just- you know, oh, really? I go to oh, no. nice houses. No, and... I'll, I'll get you guys in. <laughs> uh, okay. Seriously, yeah. Right, I, I, so didn't, I didn't yeah, know you. Yeah, you got the key? Yeah. Got, okay. uh, but, you know, what I thought was, was funny is, like, the people, like, there's the, especially, like, the one dude, he's, like, there's, like, I think, I don't know if it's the two girls or the two guys who are making out. And then there's, like, the one guy sitting there with his, like, hand on his chin, you know, looking at him like like, like it's an art show. Like, right. he's looking at, the uh, like, a, a painting or something. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a couple of the times with that, like, there's people going at it, and people just stand there watching them. Well, right, it's and like, then the whole voyeurist, uh, voyeuristic aspect, I guess, was big and eyes wide shut as well. Right. But it's just to stand there looking at them, like, you know, like watching it as if you're in an art museum. It's just, I don't know, it just seemed weird. Yeah. And this, I guess there are places like this, but I just, I've never, you know, actually personally been to one. Well, I told you. All right. Okay. You okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, so anyway. Say, ne- next week, I'll, I'll okay. report back on my experiences in, in Dave's underground sex club. All right. So we find out that, uh, you know, there is like, you know, just because you made it into the club doesn't mean you get to the back room. Yeah. There's always a VIP room. All right. And you got to have the key. And, uh, you know, when the, when, uh, the girls come back to the doll and, and mention that, um, uh, tricks like, Oh, I have a key. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, great. Well, of course, of course, trick has a key. What yeah, can I say? It was, this, well, it was the seventies, <laughs> the 1870s. Right. Um, and, but the interesting thing is that, you know, he says he knew Roman back then. And at the time there was nothing dangerous going on at the club. I forget what he's, he mentioned some things that, uh. Yeah, oh, Degura types, you know the the like the dirty pictures from the you know the 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 gay nineties or whatever, right. but you know nothing you know like what's going on here. Well, and, but, and Dyson says a similar thing. You know, he's like, "What happened to you, Roman?" You know, like basically, so you used to be cool, man, and now look at you. So right. it's like you know, again, the fading rock star. You know, like when you're young, everyone thinks you're the the you're you're all all that, and then you know, as you get older, and uh, you know the the kind of the wear and tear of it all sets in. and Well, the other know. interesting thing was that, I guess I found interesting, was that Dyson knew him. Right. Well, so, Dyson uh, knows everybody. Well, yeah, I know. but And we've <laughs> talked, you know, obviously about the longevity of the Fae, but 
I mean, if you know the the Faye who throws the best parties, you know everyone, you're going to know that guy, right? Or you're going to want to know him at least. All right. Now, I was trying to come up with a catchy name, you know, like Brangelina, and uh, you know all the the Hollywood couples. But uh-huh. you know, with like Tamsin and Dyson, I mean, they both have the you know the S I N S O N ending, yeah. so it's really. Uh, but uh, yeah. Tandai. Well, you know uh, how you like the Morgan. I do, dude. Tamsin. Tamsin does it for you. She's she's doing it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so they're investigating the dead girl's body. Uh, And, you know, it's like her voice, too. I think I mentioned this last podcast. I mean, anyway. She's Uh, cool. She's she's really cool. And, you know, the thing that, I mean, obviously she's a very attractive woman and she's got that just that really cool attitude as well. So, and that's like, you know, you feel like that's like the. The hot chick who you could have a beer with and watch football. Well, well, and the other thing, you know, it's sort of like, I mean, she's sort of like Olivia Dunham in that, you know, you look at the clothes she's wearing and in and of themselves, there's nothing sexy or alluring about right. them. It's just the way she wears them. True. Well, know? and she's, I mean, she's, she's very well, right, pretty Right, right, of course, just like Olivia Dunham. But all right, so anyway, so they investigate the dead girl's body that, you know, the girl that had been with Bo that night, she's now lying in a ditch. Near Bo's place and and Dyson, this is you know he's done this several times now. He's he's you know detected Faye and more specifically Bo. This time he tells Tamsin right away, right? Right. Yeah, he's not uh, covering for for Bo this episode. Right, and you know he's he's in a he's in a bad place here because you know he doesn't believe that she's doing this, but he's a detective. Right, but he comes around. You know, at the end, obviously, he's he still is kind of like, I, you know, I I can't believe that she's doing this, but I'm not. He's not going to rule it out anymore. He's not yeah. going to, you know, flat out say it's not her, and he's going to see this through. Right. Um, as as a cop, right? He's he's and right. I, that's why this Dyson this whole season has been. I don't know how to put it. You know, like more restrained, maybe might be the word yeah. or something. He. You know he's he's not prone to the extremes we've seen in uh, previous seasons, and he seems to be more centered, I guess, um, and and not conflicted. When you wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that you know he doesn't have a relationship with Bo, there's not that passion, right? I I say that's probably a, the um, main part of it. You know that he's not because you know Bo, whoever she's involved with, is you know she brings. Right. Chaos into their life. Yep. And now this isn't going to be my uh, prediction, but you know he's going to be put in a bad spot here. And and you know he's on the one hand, he's a human detective. On the other hand, this is a Fay related matter. So is he you know going to be asked to cover up the fact that Bo ends up being guilty if in fact that's the case? So you know I can see some. You know, down the road, some conflict here. Oh, absolutely, no question about it. And I think the the end of this episode really hints at that. That well, not hints, almost directly states it that um, you know, he's going to get to a point where he's yeah, he's, he's, his relationship with Bo is going to conflict with his duty as a police officer. Okay. Well, it has before, but it's really going to right. You know, All right, so they send the body to Lauren, and okay, so we we understand that when. Uh, Bo calls Lauren, you know, Kenzie takes the call and then deletes it. So we get that because we now know, you know, that Kenzie's not Kenzie or, you know, whatever. But Lauren lies, right? Says she's never seen the girl. Right. Well, she's she's covering for Bo. Right. She's doing what Dyson has been doing for, you know, two seasons, two plus seasons now, which is 
um, you know, covering Bo's tracks and everything. Um, yeah, she totally does it, which is silly because, all right, you know Dyson probably totally smells Bo on this body. So, you know, I mean, you know Dyson, you know what he can do. Why would you bother lying? Okay. Now, how many times is Bo going to go to the police station before realizing that if she shows up there, they're going <laughs> to put her in a room and question <laughs> Every her? Every time she goes there, right, she gets she gets questioned about this. Yeah, you think she would just call Dyson and say, right. um, can we meet somewhere not in the – and when Dyson says to her, you can't be here, she's just like, ah, whatever. You know, right. Just like, right. Can like, I have some no, coffee? Get right, right. She goes right over to the coffee pot, right, yeah. I think. Um, you know, but even though this is about, you know, this dead girl – Tamsin gets in the you know the little dig about the the dead Fay guy from a few episodes back, yeah. you know, that that's still you know that's still that, hanging that's over, still out there, yeah, right. And well, he's uh, not dead, right? He's in a coma, right, right. But you know, at this point, we're, we're you have to start thinking like you know, is Bo out of control? Well, I I think we we see here that the answer is maybe, <laughs> right, right. <'cause laughs> it's a definite maybe, right. Um, that uh, what I I kind of said before is that she's there's like. You know, she has like this second personality almost, and I think that clearly this episode has, has uh, resolved that issue for us. In so far as we know that there is Bo regular eyes and and Bo blue eyes, and Bo blue eyes is like the Hulk, right? Yeah, she's the Hulk, and, and regular Bo is, is the Bruce Banner. Okay, and uh, so when she actually, I'm gonna, what, what should we call it? Should we say Hulk's out or or sucks out? I don't I like hulks out. Better. Hulks out. All right. When she hulks out, yeah, sucks out doesn't sound okay. right at all. It doesn't sound good. But when she hulks out, right, she's like even like Lauren barely is able to get her under control. Yeah. Right? Oh, she, she growls or whatever you know at, at Lauren. Yeah. Before. And she totally you know whoops up on those two dudes. Right. You know, like, right. Well, it, and it takes the story. Remember the first time we met. You know, yeah. and, and that was a nice use of the that, footage from that. That was nice, and I like that footage anyway. But, yeah, but that, but that was that was a that was a good yeah good editing there, um, a nice little touch as far as as taking that as, because as, you know you see so many shows that we've you know uh, genre shows that you know I guess whatever they're behind schedule or whatever so they slap together like an episode that's twenty minute flashbacks from previous episodes right. and then you know so. Yeah, especially like the uh, you know the the, the ten year episodes of of sitcoms where right. you know the family sits down and says, "Oh yeah, remember that time when Timmy broke his leg in flashback?" Right, and everything. right. So, so it's the, actually yeah, about so it was, like yeah. thirty seconds of new footage and uh, you know twenty minutes of um, old recycled crap. But that was good. Yeah, how they did that. All right, so all right, so we find With out the sepia outline the, along the edges. Right, and right. So so Bo, you know, Bo and Kenzie are going to go back to the club. Tamsin says, yeah, well, we're going with. And, uh, you know, she says, until we crack this case, and I like this line, though, I'm going to be your very sexy shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You know, uh, I, I like the idea there, Tamsin. Uh, you're going to a sex club. Well, she didn't know she, really what she was going to. Well, yeah, but she club. even says when she got there, she clubbing. didn't. She goes dressed like a cop. She's like, so, you know, basically might as well right. wear a cop on right. her head, like, you know, printed on her forehead or something. Um, yeah, throw something together, girl. You're going out to a club. Well, Lauren sure, uh, certainly threw something together. She did indeed. Um, because she shows up even, there. Even Dyson is, is taken aback. Yes. Um, uh, in a stunning gown that catches everybody's attention. Um, Kenzie and Tamsin both look disappointed when they say, you mentioned, uh, Dyson's reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of them looked like they liked it, but she's got the antidote. Right. <laughs> um, and 
I guess I thought, well, if you got the antidote, shouldn't you be wearing a white lab coat? Yeah, Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, doctoral. But again, you know, she wants to get into the club, and if she shows up in a lab coat, then yeah. she's probably not going to get in. Yep. So, uh, but where does she have this the needle though? Um, where she she just kind of pulls it out from nowhere. Yeah. Well, and does she just bring the one needle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't have anything else. Like she right. she walks in. And I don't think she she's just, she's just I don't know if she's even carrying maybe like a Kenzie's purse. carrying her bag. I, yeah, uh, sorry. So anyway, well, we um, can nitpick all day. Let's yeah, move on, right? All right. So, uh, uh, dark side bow. Oh, I like that too. Dark side bow. Oh, dark side. <laughs> resurfaces bow. at the sex club. And a bow. Right, and she and Dyson are battling Roman, and uh, you know, really, you know, this is a scene, and we just, you know, we just talked about that. Um, you know, she seems on the verge of going totally out of control until Lauren talks her down now. Um, Which is slightly disappointing because yeah. I really want to see her rip that place up. Um, anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, I mentioned the, the scene with all the club members in the red robes and just, I mean, just so reminiscent of Eyes Wide Shut. Sure. That, um, but the line, she's a professional, she gives great needle. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the cheesy lines. That, that, was, that was not... That's not necessary, but you know, I just I like that whole like this is like an STD, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like all right, uh, line up for uh, your you know herpes injections and <laughs> right. stuff like that. Um, all right. So anyway, so we get past that. Lauren gets grabbed by the Samoan, and Bo goes off. Uh, Kenzie fakes a swoon. Kenzie Hawk down. Kenzie Hawk down. I'm like, oh God, beat me with a fennel wand, or yeah, right. uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, come on, yeah, you know, yeah, not necessary. And then yeah. we've got the you know the Sophie's choice. So is she going to save Kenzie or Lauren? And uh, yeah, I mean, look, and I thought I, I liked the episode a lot overall, but just. I don't know, just too many little cheesy lines, and and, and that's the main reason why I was not I, again. I'm not. I'm doing this podcast, so sure. I'm not going to say it was a bad episode. No, but right. It wasn't. Well, we'll, we'll say it's bad if it's bad. I mean, but it was, sure, yeah. sure. And it wasn't bad. I I enjoyed it. It's still, like I said, still the uh, you know when uh, Jay Firestone's name came up, it was still yeah. a yeah. bit of the, the end. There was a bit of a drag at the end here. It wasn't mm-hmm. as quick an ending as as the last couple episodes, but still a, a very enjoyable episode. But uh, I think part of my problem was. A lot of the the lines and the I just really didn't buy that. And you know, I guess what the characters don't know that we know is that Kenzie got nabbed at the end of the last episode. Right. So whereas I am completely focused on Kenzie, the minute I see her and mm-hmm. like wondering what's going on with Kenzie, the other characters would not be so attentive to her. And that's part of the problem, right? Is that right. they really haven't been paying. Well, I mean, I think Lauren understands that Kenzie probably feels somewhat threatened by her presence, so she's right. probably just you know justifying it that way. Um, and Bo seems just so you know focused on her relationship with Lauren and now the case and and just until the you know you know the end scene that we'll get to in a second. Um, so anyway, the, the final you know the, they're in Romans. He's got you know he, the wand is his weapon, and it was just pretty cool. But then, it just looks so silly, you know. Yeah. Like, it's just hard to be threatened with a guy holding a penis, as I yeah, say. You know? well, but it does mm, shoot, though. Like, yeah, it's, it's sort of his modified force lands, which you'll, <laughs> yeah, I guess. you know, you'll when you get into Andromeda, you'll understand the force <laughs> lands. But you know, you got to like Dyson's approach. He grabs that metal tray or whatever, reflects it back 
and kills Roman. Yeah. Now that gets me hot. <laughs> and then puts her arm around. I Man, I love that scene. That was yeah, just that little thing there. Um, yeah, that was pretty. Cool. It was yeah. it was unexpected for sure. Because right. like, like, first of all, like I didn't think that thing could really kill. Well, I guess you know he does suggest it could kill, but then man, he's really going. Well, like he's going to kill you know? Dyson, man. Like why is he trying to kill yeah. Dyson? Like, yeah. Uh, but uh, Dyson pulls a uh, the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Uh, he pulls a, where he gets the tray and the Joker shoots him. Oh, he's okay. like Bruce Wayne, and, and then he has got like the silver tray on his chest, which uh, of course stops bullets. Yes, right. you know, like that's yeah, that works all the time. Yeah. Um, so he kind of pulls one of those tricks and and leaves a, a really nasty hole in the middle of Roman's. Yeah, that was that was that was nice. One powerful fennel yeah, wand. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then we got you know we're so now we're nearing the end of the episode. Uh, you know, Lawrence calmed her down. You know, mentioning the whole you know the first time we met thing, um, and you know, Bo, the question: What if I'm a monster? Which kind of goes back to the whole original question back from season one episode: Who am I? You know, and it's it's not so much who am I, or maybe who have I become? Yeah, and that's. You know, kind of, we were talking about early on, uh, based on the end of season two, we knew this was coming. That that there was, and especially after the the not the pod, the premiere uh, right. episode this season, where you know she's walking out of the bar and just attacks that dude. Like I say, I mean, she did. So before we were questioning, you know, was it actually her? Was it someone else right. who looked like her? That and I think it's pretty clear that I mean, it was her. But right. it was the Hulk that right. that did it that attacked that dude and put him in a coma, so we have to deal with this this two sides of her now that you know had she um, drank the the potion at the end of uh, season two that she'd be all right, but she didn't. She gave it the trick, and so now she's got this you know this in this thing inside of her. Is this the real bow? Is this the inner bow? Is this you know, and it. Uh, I, I, I'm going back to my prediction that this is part of her daddy issues, right? That this mm-hmm. is some her father is. I I believe is probably a dark fae, some very nasty about him that mm-hmm. no one wants to tell. And did you catch this? And I was going to ask you because maybe you caught this. Um, you know, Bo, not Bo, Kenzie, the the shapeshifter Kenzie, says the trick. You knew about Bo for thirty years and you didn't do anything. And he's like, "Did Bo tell you that?" And I'm like. Did anyone tell us that? Like, is that, do, do we know that before? No, or? not okay, really. I didn't think so either. I thought, I mean, I know that. I mean, he knew he had a right, he grandchild. Knew he had a, and I think once he met Bo, I'm pretty sure he, yeah, I know. Started piecing they, it together. They started talking about Aoife right at the beginning of season one um, or early on season one. So obviously once Bo comes into town, he recognizes her as, as his granddaughter or whatever. Um, but but now apparently he's known about Bo her whole life, so and that's that's new. Right and, now, I guess the question is, yeah, he knew he knew of her existence, but right, you know, whether he knew exactly, where, right. But but the question is, well, why didn't you make an attempt to go find her? Sure. Well, so yeah, which, so that you know, there's more questions there, and all, yeah. a lot of these questions are kind of building up to what I, I'm still holding on to is going to be the big conflict that I think eventually what are we on episode six? So you know, we're probably getting there soon where. Uh, you know the big conflict of of the season is going to be, you know, as you said, what is Bo? Who is Bo? Who's her father? What's what's the deal? What's this this Hulk that's inside of her? All these questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know the the dinner date. I mean, really is only important in that uh, you know then the final revelation that that we know it's not Kenzie. Bo knows it not it's not Kenzie. It was pretty cool. You know, 
up against the wall with the one hand, you know, yeah. a la Travis from Continuum, right, you know, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. which was pretty intense. And then the final scene and, you know, I mean, really, what an awesome you know, final scene. Yeah, she's she's graduated. Where's my friend? And then, bam! Jay Firestone's name. It's like, whoa! Oh no, no, no! But, but the the Lauren's on the phone with somebody. Oh, oh, right! right. I forgot about that. And, yeah, and, yeah. and she says, "We need to talk. Something's wrong with Bo." So who's she talking to? I right. I I I did notice that. Like, who's she talking to? I think she's talking to Hale. Okay. Who do you think she's talking to? Well, I mean, you know, he's certainly one. I mean, I guess I thought maybe Trick over Hale, but certainly Hale, you know, uh, he's the acting Ash. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, that, that's kind of the, well, but I think, I think the Lauren call comes before that. Yeah. The last scene is, it, it is Bo grabbing Kenzie. Right. Right before that is Lauren calls. Someone says, I'm worried about Bo. Or, okay. But, but still, yeah. Well, that, see the question, the, the other question kind of goes back to is Lauren, still beholden to the ash right i mean clearly hale is not lachlan hale is not the first did we ever know the first ash's name i don't or think we ever got his ash. name they just called him um, the ash yeah. you know so so on the one hand you might say well lauren because of her you know you know being controlled by the ash she would she would call hale first well does she have the necklace on still because that was like the sign of her servitude right was the necklace yeah good good point i don't know yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, her status with the ashes is, is uncertain, I think. So, but uh, I mean, so outside of Trick and the Ash, I mean, who? But those are two, the two main, yeah, people that she would call. I, I My, guess Dyson, maybe potentially. potentially I, I don't think Dyson though, because she, you know, she's so like. But see, the only re- and that's why I would say that's a possibility because it would, you know, really speak to her love of love for Bo. Yeah. True, right? She's, she's willing, willing to, to, yeah, call Dyson. Good, good call. Good so. point. That, yeah. Um, what if she called? It'd be cool. If she called Vex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he shows up, like I just got your call. Well, I think she, we know she didn't call the Morgan. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, unless unless she's been working undercover. Who knows? So, uh, she she did spy bang Bo before, so you know she could do it. Yeah, if she's could. released from her duties with the Ash, you know, maybe she can go to the other side. All right. Well, anything else on uh, this episode? Yeah, I think that's about it. All right, good. So, you like it? You like it any better? I don't when know you if I really like it better, but I realize there's a lot in there. Okay. And and they they uh, they they covered a lot, and there were some good reveals in there. Yeah, and the arc got pushed forward. And right. It got pushed forth uh, forward considerably. So. So you know, I think it, it gives us a you know a launching pad for the next episode. Um, you know, kind of a good, um, uh, of there's a lot of stuff that can happen from, yeah. they can go a lot of different directions from the rest of the season. It'll be interesting to see, uh, because they've established a lot of, a lot of stuff and they've kind of, again, showed us a little bit about like what, uh, her, uh, the deal is with Bo. So, all right. All right. Well, here's the uh, point in the show where we talk about our predictions, short term or long term. Right. So, um, like I said, I predict that uh, that Kenzie is a shapeshifter. So it's not Kenzie being you know taken over. That this is complete. Obviously, because she's able to eat the the peanuts. 
the the noodles with peanuts right. on it, and she has no allergic reaction. So obviously, it's a completely different. So that's not really a prediction. So I rescind that prediction. But I would say <laughs> that the, the shapeshifter is is like a puck. I think it's going to be some type of fae like that. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Now, mine, you know that that because I didn't really think about that at all, and I'm I'm going with you on that. So that obviously the you know, the Kenzie that we know has got to return at some point. So unless whoever took her cured her condition on her arm, you know, that's still going to have to be dealt with. That's going to lead back to the Norn. Bo's going to find out that, you know, the reason she got it was because, you know, Kenzie, you know, basically made the deal with the Norn, that uh, Dyson's had his love back for her all along, and nobody told her. And I think it's going to wreak havoc with her, uh, relationship with Lauren. Yeah. I guess you're just like hulking out on the norm, you know, that, that would be cool. Well, see, I, I, you know, I think maybe hulking out more on the people close to her that kept it from her. Yeah. True. Maybe just on everyone. She'll just go crazy and just like, just crush a whole room full. Well, the of other people. thing to not lose sight of the fact is that she's still unaligned. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's so yeah, could, yeah, could this inner demon drive her to the to the dark fae? Yeah, that's that's a that's a good possibility there. Well, right. and it just you know speaks to the as we said the, the number of directions they can go with this. You know, the number of things they can do. There's there's a lot. I think we came up with some good predictions this week. I think so. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on to really, <laughs> really. Um, yeah. You know, I, there were a lot of what, you know, maybe insipid is a little heavy, but Kenzie Hawk down, really? <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so yeah, just the, for me, the, the, uh, my criticism this week was just the overabundance of just silly lines that, that, I mean, you had a good story going. I mean, you know, again, it's, it's almost like too much of a good thing is too much. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. Like, there's there's definitely a lot of really uh, lines in this. Um, my really is, as I said before, was you know trick not figuring out that that's not Kenzie. You know, mm-hmm. like okay, so you are the Blood King. You're a Fey. You've been a Fey for a really long time. So you know, weird stuff happens all the time. So right. the possibility of Kenzie being substituted by a shapeshifter certainly especially with just last episode we maybe we had a shapeshifter right? right so it's it's not like that's not something that's unbelievable right and so kenzie doesn't remember that she drinks for free at the doll really trick yeah seriously like all you have is like a puzzled look you don't call Bo immediately and say Bo. Um, there's some, something, some, right. there's, there's something seriously wrong with Kenzie. And I guess yeah. the interesting thing there is she remembers a lot of things that Kenzie would remember, but certain things she doesn't. So, but, all right. Um, but overall I like the episode. So, all right. Now we are returning to, uh, a topic we haven't dealt with in quite a while or a segment we haven't dealt with in quite a while. And that is the top 10 list. Of course, for how many weeks and months there did we have to squeeze four episodes into a into Yeah, a yeah. We, it got to a point there where we had to kind of get away from our uh, original formula because, you know, we were trying to just get the rest of season two in. Uh, and then so, you know, I was looking on um, iTunes and uh, got a, a very uh, nice review on there. 
and uh and in it they said that the, the and i'll find out the the name um that you know they really like the the top 10 list and i was like oh yeah we haven't done a list or you know actually really haven't because we've been waiting for danielle for so long yeah. <laughs> to do we haven't even talked about what was uh, that show again yeah i can't even remember <laughs> it was some show it was like an apartment a house yeah. i don't know but uh so i was like yeah we but a top 10 list we haven't done in in ages actually if you really want to say it we've never done a top 10 list because it's always like we ended up mentioning like 20 or 30 things. Yeah, so. so. As I'm sure we will do uh, today as well. So. All right, well, while you're looking for that, uh, top 10 guest stars in genre television. So we're kind of eliminating, at least I was, uh, people that had recurring roles. Like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg had more or less a recurring role in, in Star Trek. Yeah, I, I, was, I was considering Whoopi but, as, as one. Yeah, but I, I don't consider that necessarily a guest star. So, uh, all right, I'm going to give you. Did you find the name yet? Uh, I'm working on it. Okay. Um, do you want me to go ahead and go yeah, with yeah, one? Go all ahead. right. Well, I'm going to leave one that I know you want. I mean, if you don't get it in one of your first couple, though, I'm taking it. But uh, Jorge Garcia. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, about who that. everybody. Okay. All right, actually, I just found it. So okay, go ahead. It was, was uh, Gleek207. Okay. Said that. Uh, um, that the top 10 list. So thank you, Gleek207, for your Yeah, because it feedback. really motivated us to do this. Yeah, again. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like what I said. When you guys, if you if you speak, we listen. You yep. know, like if you're out there and you have any suggestions, uh, we are more than happy to to do. Unlike know. our wives when they speak. Exactly. You know. oh. <laughs> Fortunately, they don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we're both lying because we, of course, listen. All right. Anyway, so Jorge Garcia, who... Uh, uh, you know, I think most people, certainly genre people, know as Hugo Hurley from Lost, uh, appeared in Fringe season three, episode sixteen, the one called Oz, where they were combining these elements that that created this this weight because the guy's son had I don't know if it was muscular dystrophy or whatever, but he played the pot smoking guard Kevin in the opening episode where Walter, who now uh, basically owns. Uh, massive, know, dynamic. massive dynamic and he's up with the uh, security guard in the security guard station and they're getting high and, yeah. and uh, you know, that was, boss. yeah, that was pretty cool. So uh, I, I definitely have uh, Jorge Garcia on my list. Yeah. What's messed up is that, you know, what they cut out is that the next day, um, you know, Walter came in and drug tested the guy and fired him. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So who you got? It's kind of a dick move. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, my my first one, I'm going to leave because I know you have it on yours. So I'm going to go with the next guy I have is Tamo Pennicut. Oh, okay. Who has been a guest star on both uh, Arrow and Continuum? Uh, Arrow is is a you know basically it's it's like a guest star hotbed, man. Yeah, man. You know, just like yep. they they have awesome guest stars all the time. So um, so he was yeah he was great. You know, and that you see Tamo Pennicut, you're like oh all right Tamo Pennicut. You know this this show is really going to kick it in because he's going to be a recurring character, but nope. They killed him in Arrow. And yeah. Continuum, there's a possibility he'll, and we'll probably see him again in Continuum, I imagine. But, yeah, uh, you never know. But, but, but Arrow, yeah, Arrow, just, Arrow gets these guest stars and then they just, they, they kill him off right away. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to still leave this one out in play, but I'm going to go with Tony Shaloub, who, you know, most, and I'm not sure, you know, genre television uh, watchers would, would know this show, but I mean, or, or watch this show. I think everybody knows the show Monk. 
But uh, Tony Shalhoub was uh, played Monk, the idiosyncratic detective in the USA Network show. I didn't realize it ran for eight seasons between 2002 and 2009. But in season two of The X-Files, in, in the second to last episode, an episode called Soft Light, uh, which aired in 1995, he... Uh, you know, was this doctor that became aware of the killer shadow, which, you know, in and of itself is a pretty cool concept. Uh, And he was, you know, this really, you know, the the, basically the deranged scientist who basically became deranged because of, you know, through no fault of his own. So Tony Shalhoub definitely made my list. He was perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, And also he was on uh, um, Wings. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to watch that. It was was a funny show. Uh, My next one is, I know, a favorite of of Dave's over here, but Felicia Day, uh, who was a guest star on one episode, Dollhouse, probably one of the best episodes, uh, which was never an actual episode. Okay. Uh, It was the um, uh, epilogue one, right? Right. Which was never on television, right? No, right. It It was was only- Online. It's on the DVD. Right. Um, But it's probably one one of, if not- I, it's, I think it's my favorite episode of Dollhouse. It's a really yeah. awesome episode, but she's on there a little bit. And then uh, she's also been a guest star twice on Supernatural. That's it before. She yep. plays a, uh, a computer genius who helps them chase down Dick. I'm I'm hearing things. I'm thinking like, is it the computer? <laughs> yeah, just like, look at this. <laughs> Investigating his Sprite cam. Yes, like. the uh, Sprite was, uh, I guess I didn't close the cap tightly enough. All right, well. well I see you missed me because I said she helps them. Hunt down Dick, and you didn't. You know, oh, <laughs> but it, it's the the bad guy in season seven. His, right. his name is Dick, and okay. so they, it's this running joke the whole time. Like, you know, we gotta go get that Dick. You know, okay. and everything. <laughs> all right. Now this one, you know, I was I was basically searching for uh, somebody else, and I ran across the fact that Mick Fleetwood appeared in Stargate Next Generation, well, playing this fish creature. Star Trek. Next generation. What did I say? You said Stargate next Stargate. Generation. Star Trek next generation. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, he's in yeah. Stargate? Because yeah. he was also in TNG. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I you know, I saw the picture of it. I don't recall the episode because I think I've said I, I really never watched uh, Next Generation. Uh, it is on the uh, drawing board, however. But all right. And if you don't know, I guess you're giving your age away. Drummer from Fleetwood Mac, one of the certainly most popular bands of the 70s and 80s. Yeah, if not one of the most dysfunctional bands yes. ever. But I think they're getting back together again, no. right? I, 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 you I mean the ones, that, the ones I, that are alive? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, just John McVie is the only one who's dead. Is right? he? Okay. I think just uh, Mick, Mick's still here and, and Lindsey Buckingham and, and uh, Stevie My Nicks. wife's a huge Lindsey Buckingham fan. But Because uh, uh, I get Rolling Stone and, and they there was – who were they, they were interviewing, I think, Stevie Nicks, and she said that yeah, Fleetwood Mac was going out on the road again, though she doesn't talk to Lindsey Buckingham at all. But – Apparently that's not an issue. Like that's okay. We don't really have to talk to each other. We'll just, right. Just we'll go out there, just smile, right. play a couple of songs, collect our millions of dollars, and go home and hate each other again. So, okay. yeah, uh, it was like everyone in that group was like you know banging everybody else. Yep. It's crazy. That that that's a that that that's like a, that was like a, a just a soap opera on wheels. That right. the, so is it your man. turn? Uh, yeah, my turn. All right. All right. So next one. Um. I'm going to throw this out there, even though one of the things that he's a quote-unquote guest star, you could call it a continuing role, but Leonard Nimoy was a guest star on Star Trek. And you're like, what? This, I mean, like the movie star, like okay. the most recent one. He's kind of like has a cameo appearance in the in the movie. 
Um, he actually played Spock on TNG as okay. well a couple of times. And as you know, he's William Bell yep. on Fringe, which you might call a recurring role, but I think I call it a guest starring role because <sighs> it's only like probably maybe six, seven episodes yeah. altogether. Yeah, that's recurring. All right. <laughs> Either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, anytime you can get Le- Leonard Nimoy in your, on your list. Right, exactly. See, it, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's a good thing. So, yeah. all right, now here's one that I'd forgotten all about this, and I'm not sure I recognized him because I'm not sure I'd watched Firefly at the time. 11 episodes, I'm sorry. He's in 11 episodes. Of oh, okay. okay, so maybe, but okay. still. Uh, season three, episode six of Lost, the episode I do, where we see that Kate, had actually been married, even though she was going by the name Monica. Nathan Fillion was her husband. Really? Yeah. Uh, I totally didn't catch that at all. Yep. So I, I don't think I well, – because but at the time, I don't think I'd seen Firefly yet. So – Right. Oh, wait. You know what? No, I do remember that now. Because, you know, the thing, like Lost to me is kind of a blur because I watched like the whole yeah. series in like a month and a half. Right. So sometimes – but I do remember because he was a cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great guest star appearance there. Um, yeah, you, you can – any sci-fi show adds you now instant credibility with Nathan Fillion, you yep. know, because he's, you know, up there obviously. Okay, but I've still got a better one, but okay. what do you got? That was a good one. Um, all right. I um, – Going with okay, this this is a little off the path. This this guy's not necessarily a super famous guy, but uh, Hiro Kanagawa. You know who that is? Not no. He is. He was in Caprica, where he. Oh, is he the number two guy? He is Cyrus Xander. Okay, in right. Caprica. Right. Um, he has been in Arrow. He's the Doctor, Doctor Neil Lamb, in Arrow. And in Continuum, he was Doctor Gibson oh, in that one right. episode of Continuum. So he's uh, yeah, that's you know. that's a good one. So yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, you know he's he doesn't have like any like big you know starring roles or anything. And, and I'm looking through his IMDb list now, and you know he, I don't think he has any show. You know, Caprica. He was in all. He was in like 13 episodes. Actually, he was an episode of Fringe. Wow, he was the executive. Executor. Okay. <laughs> so, but he has like, oh, he's, he was on Supernatural one time too. All right. Oh, that's a, oh, he was on a great episode, the Changing Channels episode. Anyway, but he, so, you know, he's, he's always just like, like another, like your, your, your boy, uh, Brian Markinson does mm-hmm. a lot of like one off kind of thing. Right. So, all right. Well, let me take you back in time to before you were born. When were you born? 1970. Okay. Oh, before you were born, April 6th, 1967. Joan Collins, who was, you know, back in the day, uh, 70s, 80s, one of the, you know, the hot starlets um, as, of As film. a teenager, yep. I remember thinking, yep. Joan Collins, is she's, she's all right. Yep. Well, she appeared, and this is also a sign of the time, she appeared in season one, episode 29 of Star Trek, the original. Sure. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a very famous episode. Right, City on the Edge of Forever, you know, the time travel episode where... You know, yeah, like Nazi Germany, right, the, the right, stopping and, the Nazis because they go and they, they, they realize that the everyone's speaking German and and that the the, the Germans won World War Two and it's all because this uh, this it's like you can see how Gene Roddenberry rolled with his politics a little bit here because yeah. like this damn hippie peacenik who got uh, everyone to you know to agree that war is a bad thing so right. America never entered the war and Germany right. won and now look what happened so yep so. 
Philip K. Dick wrote a book called uh, The Man in the High Castle, that the premise was that Germany, the U.S. lost World War II, Germany governs the eastern section of the country, Japan, the western section, centers a buffer zone, and you know it's all about the rebels. <laughs> But we digress. All right. Uh, is it your turn or my turn? Um, I think that was you. That, that was, was you. me. So, All right. So, so it's you. So it's me now. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a Firefly double shot here. Okay. Because I'm trying oh, to. So um, one is, in my opinion, the one of the most attractive women in Hollywood today, but Christina Hendricks, who is just wow. Okay. Uh, but also just a, a really great actress. And, uh, and so she plays – Oh, bother. <laughs> she plays in Firefly. I can't remember the, the name of the character. Um, you got it? No. Yeah, I can't no, remember. I can't remember. Um, but, so, uh, but she's great in, in Firefly. She was also in uh, the movie Drive. She had a, a, a part well, in I didn't in see there. that. That's a good movie. Um, so Christina Hendricks, and the, the two episodes she's in are, are fantastic episodes. And, and her character is, is really uh, – uh, Saffron. Saffron. Oh, Okay. And, and who are you pairing her with? I am pairing her with now. This is this guy. You know, most of them probably we looked at people who are in multiple episodes, but really, I just based on the strength of this one episode of uh, Richard Brooks, who played Jubal Early in the the last episode, uh, Objects in Space. He's the bounty hunter. Oh, okay, who, okay, who the bounty hunter gets onto the the, the ship and uh, and everything. And just a, just such a spectacular job of acting, such an in, in, incredible character um, that, again, had that show. I mean, nominally, he's floating away in space, and we assume he probably dies uh, in the end. But, you know, had that show gone on, easily they could have had some kind of deus ex machina where he survives and he comes back and tries to finish the job and get River Tam. Uh, but, you know, just a really... Just from that one show, I mean, just that, and he was also he was on Law and Order, but that was a recurring role that he had on Law. Well, not recurring. He was a star. He was a starring role. He was like okay. one of the lawyers on Law and Order for a long time. But that one episode of Firefly, he was excellent. All right. Well, let's just let's just get it out in the open here. Go ahead. Okay. Ben Browder. Yep. Right. I was just I was leaving it for you. I, was just, I know, but I've still, I still I have another one. I've I have another ace in the hole though. Okay. All right, so uh, Ben Browder, who we know as John Crichton from Farscape, and and again, I know we we haven't probably mentioned Farscape in, in a while, but if you haven't seen Farscape, I mean, it's not supernatural, it's sci-fi, With but puppets. it's awesome. Uh, so you know, Arrow, uh, Doctor Who, right? In yeah. The, this, Great I forget job. the name of the the episode, but where he's the uh, sheriff a, in the old a town called Mercy. Yeah. Town called town, town called Mercy. Yep. Um, and, that. Why can't I remember like things that are important? Yeah, man, you're you slipping know? though. You usually get all that stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, I came uh, up eventually. But anything else he's been in, or I, I mean, I mean, nah, don't look it up. I didn't know if you had <laughs> anything else. So that, that's uh, I, I haven't. I don't know. I mean, Doctor Who and Arrow. What else? Yeah. Do you what need? else do you, right, do you right. need? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, and people might you know season two, uh, season nine, and ten in Stargate SG One. I mean, not a guest star. He he took over when Richard Dean Anderson, you know, for all intents and purposes, left the show. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, the next one I'm going to go with is looking into the future. Linda Hamilton. Oh. Okay. She hasn't been on Lost Girl yet, but we know she's going to be, and I'm sure she's going to be awesome. And you know, I forgot about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so she was also had a, a guest spot or a recurrence spot, I guess, on, on Chuck, 
Um, and she had started right about the time when I was done with Chuck. I, I think I had, I figured I'm going to up Chuck, Chuck. Uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it was an all right show, yeah. but I, I just had it. But, but it's not because they brought her on. It's, you know, it was just about the time I just was, you know, through with the, the whole n- nonsense of the show altogether. Um, but uh, I found some things about Linda Hamilton, though, try, trying to see if there were other things that she'd guest starred in that, mm-hmm. that I'd seen. She was born in Salisbury, Maryland. Really? She was. And she went to Washington College as well, which is in Chestertown, Maryland. Yeah. So she's a, she's a, a Maryland girl, All which right. I did not know that. All right, down on the Chester River. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I've got one that's basically, I mean, this, this has everything you would want in a guest star, okay? The okay. show. The show. Doctor Who. Okay. The episode, and actually it was a two-part episode, The End of Time. All right. He's an evil time lord. Yep. And for crying out loud, he's James Bond. He was James Bond. Right. And that is Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Now, additionally, this is, now I guess this is kind of a bad thing. It was David Tennant's last appearance as the doctor. Uh, Last writing credit for Russell T. Davies. But- I think we've done all right with Stephen Moffat. Yeah, Stephen so, Moffat uh, has done a pretty good job. But yeah, that was definitely a a, a bittersweet episode. I, you know what? I really am not a big fan of the the end of time episodes. Well, it's know? that it's that period right in between seasons, right where they they right. went like a year and a half. Right, it's uh, all the specials and the, the right like the, like these were it was Christmas Day two thousand nine and New Year's Day two thousand ten when when the two parts. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, I mean they're they're good and a very touching final scene there. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, but T- Timothy Dalton was awesome as yeah. the as the evil Time Lord guy and everything. So I thought you were going with John Sims on that one because I actually put John Sims on my list, even okay. though obviously from your definition you would probably call him a recurring character. I would call him a recurring character. Yes. <laughs> so I will. I will not. I mentioned John right. Sims. So you name. can finish. That's all I've got. So you can anybody else you want to throw out? Okay. There. Well. You know, again, with, with your, your strict uh, definition, I guess Billy Piper really wouldn't fit in because even the, obviously she's a companion for two seasons, but then season four, she comes back in what I would call guest spots. Nope. No, All right. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that would also probably preclude or exclude, I'm sorry, my next one, who I'm going to say anyway, because I don't care. Uh, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, who no, that is. You'll know who that is and, and you wouldn't be expected okay. to. Um, you actually have probably because you've seen. I thought you were going to say Summer right? Galau, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking just about to say it, it <laughs> whether, whether it actually. Well, see, I, I actually tricked you into saying it. See, okay, isn't that clever how I did that? Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, you've seen Watchmen, right? You, you seen yeah, oh yeah. Okay, he was the comedian. Oh, okay. Now that's not a guest role. Obviously, right. that was a main role. But he also is uh, Sam and Dean Winchester's father on Supernatural. Oh, oh, okay. In in season one, which is clearly a recurring role, right? N- right not right. a guest star, but he's just a really good actor, and that was really good. Now, Robert Englund, though mm-hmm. the guy who played Freddy, Freddy Krueger, yeah. right, has been on Supernatural. Now he's just credited with one, but I was positive he was in. He's been on this season, and that he or was it? Yeah, yeah, this season he. I'm pretty sure it's he who who goes into a bank and he um, there's a safety deposit box and he and he gets out 
some of the safety deposit box. And I was pretty sure that was him, but maybe not because he's not credited. You know, IMDb doesn't have him credited mm-hmm. with that. But he was on an earlier uh, previous season. He plays a, a doctor trying to uh, who who like kills one of the number of times that that Dean is killed when you know he he has to be killed in order to go and rescue. I can't remember who he had to rescue. Sam, I assume, but uh, yeah. They're doing that all the time. They're always dying to help each other out. And <laughs> dying come and back. coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. Who do I have? Um, well, probably also, I guess, John Barrowman. You're not going to let me get in there either, are you? <laughs> the look of I'm disgust. holding my hands up. Oh, Dave's face. Like right now. I was not disgusted. He's kind of like know. a guest star, you know, no. like Arrow. He's not on all the time, you know, and, and Doctor Who, he was only on a couple episodes, right? He's yeah. On like one, two, three, four, like yeah. five episodes yeah, of Doctor like Who. So, so, you know, technically, kind of. Okay. You know. Uh, and then last but not least is uh, uh, Brian Markinson, who we had mentioned before, who yeah. is. Yeah, uh, too numerous to to name. I mean, he's been guest stars. He starred on the X Files. Uh, oh yeah, way back in the day, he's been guest starring and all kinds of stuff ever since. And um, I was gonna actually leave that one to you because I mean, you actually talked to the man. And yeah, everything. I thought you would bring that one up. Um, yeah, all right. So that's that's uh, well, that's, that's, a, I, I, that's like fourteen. Yeah, it's a pretty comprehensive list. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, we we won't worry about who's number one. You know, and. Uh, well, at least I won't. We'll give it to yeah. We'll put Ben Browder. All right, we'll, all right. we'll give it to, to him. Yeah, I'd like to really see. I mean, he's such a great uh, actor in in this you know in this genre um, that uh, being you know, nice to see him get another regular gig. So yeah. who knows? You know, definitely. It was just you know awesome just to uh, like you know watching Arrow. I didn't know he was going to be on Arrow. Yeah, and, me either. And I heard his voice first. Like I didn't like they when they showed him the first time. I, I didn't. I've really recognized him. Mean, you know, I mean, it's been ten years since. Yeah, he, and that's he was that's on. one that's one bad thing about doing a podcast where we do a news segment. You know, a lot of the surprise is taken out, right? You know, for exactly. a lot of these shows, exactly. Uh, but yeah, the Ben Browder one, you know, somehow we missed that yeah. one. Um, yeah. And I heard the voice. I'm like, wait a second, like that sounds like Ben Browder. I'm like, um, holy crap, that's Ben Browder. And it, it was just it, it made the the episode that much better. Already a good episode, but you know, it turned up to eleven at that point. All right, all right, well. I guess that will do it for our top 10 list. Um, now, you know, before we get to the traditional closing, uh, you know, you may have noticed that I put up, you know, a new old segment in that uh, we've been talking about, you know, doing you know, separate pilot preview episodes of the podcast for a while now. And, and it's been a while since we've reviewed a pilot episode. So since we got a few days behind here getting this episode five up, uh, I took out the American Horror Story uh, review that we did back in December when Danielle was in the studio, put that up. So hopefully you enjoyed that, and, and hopefully more will come, and maybe even being human someday. Yeah, someday. Yes. Yeah, she's like, uh, she's. I, I promised we would we would at least take part of the podcast to to mock her because she's now. I think she's off to um, be a do some bridesmaid type thing this weekend actually ironically enough down salisbury where linda oh. hamilton is from so oh, okay so, so now she's uh so she's in the car and uh you know just refusing coming up with excuses left right and center yeah but uh now the other thing is you know both wayne and i you know in addition to doing the podcast we both love to listen to podcasts and uh you know i just want to throw two 
plugs out, and, and we have absolutely no connection to either of these other than you know the fact that I, I read one and listen to the other. Uh, the first is a website called Docubus.com, which pretty much focuses on the relationship between Bo and Lauren. Uh, they've got a great forum going and a lot of really intelligent, well-thought-out posts and definitely, you know, if you're into Lost Girl and, and you know, doesn't have to just be the Lauren Bo thing, definitely worth checking out. And we, we've had a link to their website on the uh, on our website for a while now. So, so that's there. And then the other is a podcast called Hexed, Sisterhood of the Supernatural. And I, 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 the, 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 it's two sisters and their na- first names escape me. Um, but you know they've been doing they basically do a supernatural podcast to where they uh, look at a lot of the genre shows that that you know we talk about and they lost girls one they usually do about 8 to 10 minutes on lost girl each episode but i mean it's re- they're they're i believe in different cities but i just really enjoy listening to them i mean you know obviously they've got the sister thing going uh but you know they've got a lot of great things to say they cover a lot of ground. And that link is on our website as well. So you need to check them out too. Yeah. Yeah. I do need um, to check it out because yeah. right now, you know, like, um, you know, basically I was like the podcast I was listening to was a fringe podcast. And obviously that's, I, I don't, I, you know, I actually tried to go back and I've been listening yeah. to like the first and it's, yeah, it's just, hard. It's, it's tough. It, it's, right. you know, I mean, they got much, better. it's just, it's not that great their first season. And plus it's just like, you know, you're not watching the episode at the time. It doesn't mean as much. So, and I'm not into the Bunsen burner thing. So now they're doing the 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 fan. You know, but anyway. Um, all right, so you can drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail dot com. Check us out at the website fatalist.podbean.com. dot dot com. We're on Facebook, and we're tr- we're trying people. Uh, <laughs> And most of our listeners are likely accessing us through iTunes, so you can continue to do that. And until next time. Hey, Dave. You know what the craziest thing I've ever done in bed is? No, what? Sleep in it. Oh, nice. (laughs) 